Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Sly. I want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Um, hope that uh, this week has been productive for you. Hope that this day has been phenomenal um, as well. And tonight, folks, we are continuing our tour, our tour. And what tour is that, you might ask? Well, I'm talking about a woman's journey to self-assurance. We have had, man... Several um, awesome ladies who have come together to create one phenomenal book. And so they have co-authored. Uh, this book is compiled by um, CEO of Ink Pen Diva, Tamika Sims. And she has compiled this awesome book and got these amazing women together. And I'm telling you guys, you're going to be in store for a treat um, when you have the opportunity to read this book. Um, the book was released a few weeks ago, uh, but we have had the pleasure and the honor of having all of these awesome women um, come through our show and share their lives with us, share their journey with us. Um, it, it has just been phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And so uh, tonight we are going to continue that. Uh, we have Sakima House. She is going to be in the building tonight, you guys, and we're going to be talking about her journey to becoming a self-assured woman. We're going to talk about um, how she came about to collaborate on this awesome project, and we're going to delve in and get to even know her even better and her journey um, as being an entrepreneur. Uh, she is uh, the founder of Brave. Um, the Brave Life, and she's going to come on tonight. She's going to tell you guys all of what about what it means to be brave and all of those great things. So we're going to hear from her tonight as well, you guys. And so uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a break and get ready for some more announcements, and then we're going to welcome our special guest of the evening, you guys, Akima House, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. 
what do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by Arthur Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com It's been a long time coming, kings and queens. My first published book titled, Life is Outstanding. It's a self-help motivation book by your very own, me, Anthony D. Collins. Life is outstanding, not because my life is perfect, but because I choose to live in a manner that will not allow me to think in a negative way. Our daily challenges will never stop approaching, but the way we handle them can decide whether or not our lives will be productive in a positive way. Stay strong. You can read that and more in my book, Due to Release, in January of 2014. I thank everyone for their continuous support. Now, back All right, folks, and I want to ask you guys, um, when you have the opportunity, get a friend, get a loved one, ask them about advertising over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, Vibration Radio, for 2018. This is a platform to bring your brand to its an all-time high. Why not advertise with us? So join us on this awesome platform. Feel free to advertise your music your books, your business, your brand. Email us today for special rates and information at thebeefbyshow at gmail.com or 
uh, you may inbox Bianca Fly on Facebook uh, for further information, you guys. And so, um, as I told you guys, tonight we are continuing. Uh, we're continuing um, our tour uh, with the awesome ladies uh, that we've had on this show from the book, A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, which is now available, you guys. If you head on over to Amazon, uh, the books are now available for purchase. And since it is the holidays approaching, make sure you take the time to go and support uh, these awesome women who have poured themselves, poured their souls into this phenomenal book. And tonight we have Sakima House. She's going to be joining us, you guys. And she's going to come on here. She's going to talk about her contribution to this awesome anthology. And she's going to let you know exactly what it means to be brave, you guys. And so we're not going to delay any further. Uh, We're going to bring the lady of the hour on here uh, to tell you guys all about herself and more. Sakima, you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I am doing phenomenal. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm so sorry I'm late. You know, hey, I had to it's okay. I understand. And, you know, I understand that's what being the brave a mommy. Life is about. <laughs> yes, I understand being a mommy and feeling like you got like 20 hands and you're trying to do yes. <laughs> everything at one time. So I totally understand. But we are glad that you made it tonight and. Uh, of course, for the folks out here, this may be their first time interacting with you, hearing you, and so forth. So give us some feedback. Tell us who is Takima Howe. Who am I? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I am a 34-year-old mommy. I am an entrepreneur. I am an author. Four times. This is my fourth book baby. OMG. Um, oh, wow. So, so excited about that. Yes, this is my fourth book baby. My first anthology, however. Um, I'm okay. originally from the Bronx, New York. So I am a native New Yorker. And I am now living in Atlanta, Georgia. So all the Atlanta people that are listening, I am in your city. So make <laughs> sure you connect with me so we can, you know, get some things going. Um <clears throat> I started uh, writing when I was about eight years old, and I love words. I love to express myself in writing. That's how I best express myself, um, and I love telling stories. Um, when I was younger, it was probably telling lies, but to me, I was like, I can't stories, but, you know. <laughs> but I don't be lying like that no more. I'm saved. I'm saved. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so I've been writing since I was eight. Um, and it wasn't until about maybe like three years ago or maybe a little bit before then um, that I decided that I wanted to publish my first book. And in 2015, I wrote um, – in 2014, I wrote my first book in less than 45 days. And I, it took me a year to publish it because I was afraid of what people were going to think. I was afraid of the church people, like, oh, my gosh, she's such a fornicator. But I'm like, I have a baby, so you already knew that. You know, so, <laughs> you know, I was just scared, you know, about what people were going to think about my story. And so it took me about a year to, to publish it. And so, you know, once I published it, I realized, I said, you know what, my story is meant for other people. It's not really about me. And once I got over that fact, you know, me publishing and making my private journals public 
has been so rewarding for me. And now I'm in a position to help other people to birth their book babies, to birth their blogs, and then also take them beyond the book. Once the book is written, I teach them how to turn them into workshops, um, programs, workbooks, whatever it is that they want to do to take their book to the next level. That is what I help them to do. So, so, so excited to be able to do that. So that's pretty much where I am in a nutshell. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me uh, for you, um, how did you become a part of this awesome book? Um, I know a lot of the other ladies told us um, how they got into this. And so how did you discover this opportunity and what made you decide, you know what, I want to be a part of this? Oh, okay. So I um, I actually – so I don't know if everybody else had this story. Um, I was in the midst of traveling, so I wasn't able to – and moving, so I wasn't able to listen to everybody. Um, but my story is a little weird, so I'm just prefacing it right now, letting you know that. Um, I actually <laughs> stalked Tamika for, like, a while. I stalked her for, like, a couple of months, um, and I told her that I wanted to be a part of um, – I wanted her to actually mentor me. Because I loved what she did. I loved, you know, seeing her on Facebook. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's also a writer. And she also helps other people to write their books. And that's kind of the field that I wanted to get into in me being a writer. But also I love teaching. I have a true passion for teaching and instructing. Um, So I was like, I need her to mentor me to teach me how to do that, you know, how to make this, you know, a viable business. And so I Mm -hmm. actually reached out to her. And I was like, um, can you mentor me? And she was like, yeah, no. And I was like, She's bugging. Does she know who I am? Like, we have similar names. Like, what is she talking about? So I still stalked her. Like, I just would not leave her alone. And actually, um, as we started to, like, connecting and building, she actually started Self-Assured Woman that year that I started, like, stalking her and connecting with her. Um, so I was actually a part of the whole culmination of the, the, the movement. Like, I was with – I knew her before Self-Assured Woman actually was birthed. So that was amazing to see, and I became a part of the the, um, the community. Um, and so we, you know, I just would contribute as much as I can, could at the time and things like that. And then we started to continue to build our relationship. Um, and then after a while, she, you know, she said that she wanted to start an anthology. Actually, I, I think I might have said you probably should do it. She was like, no, I'm not. I was like, okay, cool. So I got used to her saying no to me. <laughs> so. Um, and then she, you know, brought the idea up again. I was like, finally. And so I was like, uh, duh, I want to be a part of it. So um, that's how I got I got involved. Um, and it's been an amazing journey. Um, I actually struggled a little bit, to be honest, about what I was going to share about what my journey is in terms of becoming self-assured and what that meant for me. Um, and mm-hmm. I actually ended up sharing about me being in foster care and being adopted and how that wow. – <clears throat> Um, transitioned and transformed me and, and what that journey was like because, you know, for many, you know, people that are in the foster care system or have been in the foster care system and mm-hmm. been adopted, it's a journey because you, you right. feel like you lose yourself. You lose your identity. Right. You don't know who you are, right. who you belong to. Right. So that was like the beginning of my journey and understanding who I was and that and self-assurance and knowing that I am – I belong to God, number one, and I, be- I belong to two families, and that's amazing. And that was the beginning of me understanding who I was and really what it means to live a brave life and, ident- and knowing your identity and living in your truth and living in your true identity as a woman, as a, as a man or whoever, but knowing that you belong to God first and everybody else is a bonus. So, Absolutely. And I wanted to yeah. ask you, growing up, growing up um, in the foster care system, 
Um, and you mentioned mm-hmm. it about how finding your identity, um, because even friends that I've had who may have grew up in those situations or people that have been on the show recently um, talked about, they spent a good bit of their youth, so to speak. And some people, even their adulthood trying to find out and identify who they are, you know, what is my purpose here? Because oftentimes because of how people are treated, um, you know, oftentimes they, they, find that they lose their identity so for you personally did you experience that as well you know in your adolescence and and even into your adulthood of constantly searching on who am I you know who is Takima oh absolutely absolutely I mean I remember you know not recently recently but you know, yeah. maybe like a year or two like not even a year, uh-huh. like maybe two years ago two three years ago I struggled mm-hmm. because you know, being in, growing up in foster care, even though you may have very good um, parents, I was very lucky to have an amazing foster family and then adopted yeah. family. Um, so I was really, really blessed. I wasn't in and out of foster homes and things like that. But there's always that part of you that is like, who do I really look like? Who do I really talk like? Who I, who do I really act like? You know, and you and and it's hard for you to identify with the people that you're living with because. In your mind, you're like, I'm not really them. Like, I don't really come from them. Um, so for me, it carried on until I was an adult, and I always sought validation in other people, always wanted to be good for, for in, in, in the eyes of people, always wanted to be great in the eyes of people because I needed that validation to say, yes, you are needed, yes, you matter, yes, you're great, yes, you're this, because I felt like I didn't get that. Not that, you know, my my mom wasn't very affectionate. She wasn't very emotional like I am. Like, I love a hug, like, all the time, you know? Right. So, she wasn't that kind of person, you know, but I learned after I met my, my, my best, my birth mom, after I became a teenager, you know, my mother is very, very emotional and very, very affectionate. Like to the point where I'm like, mom, you just hugged me like relax, you know? So in being an adult and, and, you know, trying to figure out who my identity is and then coming into this realm and being an entrepreneur and being online, like, so like you have to literally fight to be seen because so many people are on this platform, right? So it triggered that. It triggered the see me, see me, see me, and then I lost who I was. I was trying to do things that other people were doing that I didn't even really want to do, but I saw that they were getting a lot of attention, so I wanted the attention. Like it brought up all of that, and I had to realize, Takima, you are not that girl that's looking for a home anymore. You're not that girl right. that's looking for love from your mother and, and, you know, your father who wasn't there. You're not that girl anymore. You are a woman, you know, and you are building yourself. You are you are allowing people to see who you are, who you already are. You don't need them to identify you. You don't need them to say, yes, you're Takima, you're, you're a writing coach, or yes, you're Takima, you're a great writing coach. You know that you're great. You don't need anyone to validate that for you. Right. right. So yeah, like I, that was something I really struggled with, and and you know for a while, you know, I would like not be on Facebook or not be on social media because I was like confused, like oh my god, like I'm going through this whole situation again. But then I started to realize that you know I am me, you know that's who I am, and I know what I'm great at, I know what I do well, and I know that I'm I'm a servant of God. So if that that, because I know that's who I am, the people that are meant for me are going to come for me. They're going to find me, and I'm going to be able to do what I need to do and do it well. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I absolutely. You think that you (laughs) get over stuff when you become an adult, and it's like, oh my god, that 
that still exists in me? Oh, my goodness, right. let me get rid of that. You right, know? right. And, and I tell people all the time, like, I think, and, and they talk about this, especially um, in, in the mental health, about triggers. And so a lot of times people yes. don't realize, mm-hmm. um, you know, okay, I, I, I have some. And it's not until a certain situation presents itself and it kind of takes you back, mm-hmm. you know, to those moments that something happened. You're like, oh, you know, like I don't, you right. know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ready for this. So I don't want to do this, uh, you know, and go around and do this again. So uh, we, you know, we also have to keep in mind of those triggers, but also how to respond to those in those moments. So it doesn't take us, you know, back to where we once were as well. And so for you, um, in getting into this book and, and sharing so much, what do you believe um uh, was your most difficult, if any, um moment specifically um that you shared in this book? <sighs> Let me think. I you know, I'm I have to be honest, like there were a lot of moments that yeah I felt like Okay, so the one part where I talked about, you know, my mom not mm-hmm. being there, um, mm-hmm. that's always a difficult thing because me and her have a really good relationship now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in talking about, um, you know, me being in, in the foster care system and going and being taken out of my home from ACS, which is, you know, in New York is ACS, um, Administration right. of Children's Services, um, I felt like me sharing this story, I feel like I told it so many times, but every time I tell it, it, it does something different to me, you know, and I'm actually going to read a portion. So I don't know if any, anybody else did this, but um, I'm going to read a portion. Um, and there was a part in there where I said I was in a new school. I had clean clothes. My hair was always done. Life seemed like it was getting normal, except I had not seen my mom. One day, my mm. foster mom at the time took me on the subway. I had never really rode the subway before. It was fun. It was weird at the same time. I did not know where we were going, so I asked. My foster mom said, just follow me. So this this was kind of difficult. That part was difficult to write because it was a situation where I was going to the agency to visit my mom, and my mom at the time, she never showed up for the visits. So this time she came, and she came 15 minutes before the visit was over. And I was just like, I was happy to see her, but then when the visit was over, you know, that was it. And I literally cried on the way back to the Bronx after being there. Wow. And that that's always hard to tell because it reminded me in that moment of being six years old, and sometimes even now when my mother does certain things, and I'm like, really, we going back there? It reminded right, me right. and made me feel like, my mother doesn't care enough about me to do this or I, she doesn't really want me, you know, or I'm not important mm-hmm. enough for mm-hmm. her to be there when I need her for the entire time. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. that is always difficult to tell that story. So that was the most difficult, you know, and even now, like, you know, I'm, I'm a little misty eyed. And even when I was writing, I remember being misty eyed because I was just like, wow, you know, I really feel like my mother didn't love me, but my mother was a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? And she was trying to recover. Right. She was trying to get herself together, but it was difficult, you know. And I've also worked in the social service field. I've worked with mental health, in mental health as well, um, and yeah. I have my degree in sociology. So I understand now. I understand it, and I believe God allowed me to go that route for me to really understand what the what the tr- 
trauma is and also what the process is like when you are dealing with someone that is that is a drug addict or trying to recover or is trying to get over that addiction and it is hard. It is extremely Absolutely. hard. You know, um, but those those are always the difficult moments because I think about where my mother is now, but I also remember the pain of what it was then. So Absolutely. And, and I wanted to ask you yeah. Because mm-hmm. growing up and, and and longing, you know, searching for that connection with your mother, how did that impact you as a young girl, as a young lady, going through, you know, the hormones and, and all of those stages, dating? How do you feel mm-hmm. that relationship impacted your growth and relationships um, as you got older? Oh, it impacted me a lot. Like I don't like. <laughs> I hate to say this, but there are times, there are times where I'm like, this is why I don't like women. Like I had a very difficult time catching women. Um, all, like no doubt, yeah. no doubt. Um, I mean, yeah. I think I liked men a little too much because I was promiscuous. But you know, that's yeah. what it is. But yeah. um, I really had a, a hard time trusting women, and sometimes I still do mm-hmm. because. Yeah. At the end of the day, what I, what I always think about is that women totally disappoint you. Like, people say, oh, I'm mm. your sister, I'm your friend. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Right. You're only my friend right. when you need something. Mm-hmm. Or you're only my mm-hmm. friend because you, you see what I'm about or whatever the case may be. You think I can give you something. And, you know, that's the only thing. And then when I, when when all of that is exhausted, then you go. You know what I mean? So, you know, right. in my mind, I'm like, you know. Um, but luckily for me, not luckily, but interestingly enough, um, my adopted mother has four daughters, <laughs> so wow. um, I had a whole bunch of sisters growing up. So I learned how to have, and even in that, you know, if you have siblings and sisters, you already know sisters are like ruthless, you know. Um, so I learned very, very early, early on that even if you have having women in your life can be an amazing thing, but it can also be a very tumultuous thing. You know, the arguing, the this, the that, you know, and I always felt like I would never have good relationships with women because women were just shysty, shysty mm-hmm. and out for self, you know. Right. But I've since learned that you just have to be discernful. You have to be discerning of all of the, anybody that you have in your in your in your space, especially, you know, women in my case this for me is women you know definitely understanding what kind of what kind of spirit you bring into this you know and if I feel something is off one I'm like the NTA if I see something I'm saying something I don't like your energy I don't know what's going on but you know and if it continues to flow like that I just can't rock with you you know and just being open and honest because before I would just you know be very standoffish and very like don't come next to me but now, you know, I'm very vocal about how I feel. But that's how it definitely impacted me because I always felt like women just, you know, they were not, they couldn't be trusted, you know. Absolutely. Um, and I didn't Absolutely. know how to trust. I didn't know how to trust because the one woman that was supposed to be my best friend and, and help me and do all these things, she left me. You know, she was mm-hmm. about herself. She was she wanted yeah. to do drugs. She wanted to live her life. She wanted to be whoever she wanted to be at that point, you know. So it took me a, a while to get to that place of, you know, understanding that everyone is not the same. All women are not Absolutely. the same. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And for you, um, you know, the, the thing about it is we we carry things with us, and we talked about it um, earlier in the show as well about how, you know, things that uh, we dealt with when we were younger, when we when we become adults, we're, we're, we're hoping that 
that's in the past, you know, and that it stays there. Right. And so for you, how do you strive to, because you're a mother as well and and to, you know, Uh to have a daughter, how do you strive to make that connection between you two even greater? Because I would assume that you, you really pride yourself on making sure that you don't have that type of struggle that you had with your mom that you don't want to mm-hmm. have with your daughter. So how do you strive mm-hmm. to keep that connection going with your daughter? Well, that's interesting you asked that question. Um, very, When I had my daughter, I struggled to love her. I had, I had mm-hmm. postpartum for two years. Wow. And I actually wow. had three, break, three, three nervous breakdowns um, before mm-hmm. she was one. I had to go through therapy for two months. I wanted to put her up for adoption. (laughs) It was a lot. Wow. Um, And I felt like I could not handle it because, one, I think it was mostly fear. And I was fearful of the fact that I would end up being like my mother. I had a very heavy fear about about not being able to connect with her because I didn't have a connection with my birth mom. I didn't, you know, I didn't have that mother-daughter relationship that I always wanted with my mother. So I felt like I couldn't do that with my daughter, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. honestly, um, and I didn't, I never mentioned this, but when she was, when I was pregnant with her, I was, I was praying that she was a boy. Cause I was just like, I felt like I could connect with a boy better than I could connect with a girl. And God was like, no, he actually told me when I was like, when I, the day I found out I was pregnant, he told me that weekend that she was a girl. And obviously you don't know what you're having until you're about five months. And so I found out literally when I found out I was pregnant, like God spoke to me and told me that. And so when it was confirmed, I was like, are you sure? And the lady was like, "Um, miss, I've been doing this a long time. I I think I can know if you're having a boy or girl. Right. You know, so the first two years was very rough. Um, Postpartum is real, you know, Um, and it's not something to be ashamed of. If it's something that you're dealing with, I would encourage any woman that may be dealing with that um, to definitely seek out help. Um, therapy is very, very helpful. Um, it definitely helped me. Um, but one of the things that um, I think what happened with me is that when I had my daughter, I had a very, very um, bad situation happen. My apartment was broken into. I had to move, live with my brother. I lived with him for two years. And that was that was the height of the postpartum. But what made things change was um, – I was, you know, and then I had got fired from my job. It was, I was really struggling. And there was one night she was crying, and I just started crying with her. And I just kept telling her, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, you know, I I just, I didn't know, I didn't know how to love her. I didn't know how I could love her. Like, I, I just felt like I didn't want to be a mother at that point. You know, I was angry. And then I became angry at my birth mom all over again because mm. my birth mom loves my daughter, like, Oh my God! And I was like, "How dare you love her more than you love me?" You know, it wow. was very, very. Yeah. But it brought up. It needed to bring up those things because it got to a point where I was just so mean and so hateful, and I didn't want her to hold her. I didn't want her to do nothing. And it was one time where she called. My mom called me, and I was just nasty, like nasty to her. And she said, "Takima," and I told her, "I was like, you were, you weren't there for me, and you want to be there for Victoria, and you can't do that." And you know, all of these things I said to her, and she said, I can't change what I did. 
She said, mm. I said, you know, and I'm struggling and I'm, you know, right. I'm homeless and all this stuff with a baby. And, you know, I just went off on her. And she said, Takima, you know, I can't change what I did. She said, and, and she said, believe it or not, I had you the same time you had Victoria at the same age. She had her when I was 28. When she, when she had me when she was 28, I had Victoria when I was 28. And she said, and I was in the same situation. She said, I was homeless. I was living with your aunt. But I, she said, but you have something that I didn't have. She said, you turned to God. I turned to drugs. She said, so mm. you're not going to be like me. And right. she said, you're doing, and she poured into me, and every hatred, every feeling of unforgiveness I had melted. And that was a turning point for me. And that night, Victoria was crying and crying. I was just like, and I just was crying to Victoria. And I told her, I was like, I'm sorry. I just want to be a better mom. I just don't know how to love you right now. And it was from that moment that I was able to really learn how to love her. And now, you know, she's like my little best friend. Like, you know, no matter what I go through, you know, she is right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, She drives me crazy. I ain't going to say, you know, sometimes I'll be one to return to sending and I realize I'm a sender. (laughs) So, you know, but, you know, she's six years old now and she's like my little best friend. Like anywhere I go, she's there. She's like, Mommy, where are we going? What are we doing? And it's interesting, you know, God has really allowed us to really form a bond because, you know, I was I went through a really tough um relationship um two years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um and it was it was a an abusive relationship. It wasn't physical. It, it, it didn't get there, thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was very, very, um, very abusive. And um there were moments when I would just cry and she would come and sit on my lap when he wasn't there and just say, mommy, don't cry. I love you. I love you, mommy. You know, and it was just like, wow. You know, and there'd be times when I would feel so stressed out and she would just come and hug me and I wouldn't say anything. I wasn't crying, but she is almost like she could feel my spirit. Yeah. And she would come and hug me and I'm just like, wow, I, I'm so grateful to have her, you know? Absolutely. And and I believe that. For for I would say for you know for most people um, when when you have children um, like you said um, it takes time I think but when we develop that mm-hmm. connection with our children we we begin to understand um, love and what that kind of love is you know what that type of yeah. connection is um, because it's a total different connection that you can connect with anybody that you you come across in your life whether that's you know a husband boyfriend mother brother sister when you that connection with the child um, is one that is ultimate and one that is very special and so for you um, I know that you also um, are the founder of a wonderful movement um, and so <laughs> tell the folks out here um, about Brave because I just love the name and I love what it stands for. So tell us a little bit about oh. Brave. <laughs> okay, so actually the Brave Life was conceived after Victoria was born. Um, and the Brave Life is pretty much um, a movement. It's a ministry movement, I like to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And basically it teaches you and talks, and I teach people and talk to people about how to live by faith, literally, like radical faith. Um, and yeah. being brave means to be bold, resilient, authentic, victorious, and empowered. And so it's five letters, and each year God birthed into me what each letter meant through Victoria. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. for the first year, like I said, you know, I was dealing with postpartum depression, but I had to be bold enough about and, and, and live my dreams. You know, Absolutely. I still 
was able to do that, and God showed me how to do that, you know, because a lot of people are like, you have a child now, you need to focus on her. You know, people, mm-hmm. people like to tell you that. They like to tell you, oh, my gosh, you have a child, just stop your life and work and live for them. No, absolutely <laughs> do. don't do it. That is yeah. a red flag. If somebody tells you that, whoever is listening, and if you are in that situation and somebody's like, girl, guy, you better focus on your kids, delete their number, delete them from your life because they are not your friends, okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody should be telling you that. You can still live your dreams and have a child. Um, so that's being bold, like being bold enough to still do what I know God has put me on this earth to do. Um, resilience. The second year was hell for me, having a child. And God showed me how to be resilient no matter what came my way. I was knocked down, but I always got right back up. And it, and, and, and that one, I think the R in Brave is my favorite because it reminds me of how you don't allow obstacles to take you over. You learn how to jump over them. Absolutely. And so yes. that's yes. like the, I love that one. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, and I've, I've, trust me, I've, I feel like I could be in the Olympics where I've been jumping over hurdles, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so that's what that is. And then being authentic is really, and like we talked about earlier about identity, knowing who you yeah. are and loving that. Loving Absolutely. who you are. It's not about just Absolutely. knowing who you are, but loving who you are and being who you are unapologetically, not letting yeah. anyone sway you and not letting what other people do sway how you, how you move and how you are, you know, being authentic. Right. Um, and being victorious means not celebrating all these big, grand things that happen, but celebrating every single thing that happens in your life because, trust me, the big things turn into the small things turn into bigger things. You know, and Absolutely. when you show your gratitude and when you celebrate every victory, you'll be able to celebrate victories all day, every day, you know, and then being empowered. You know, you may be facing some challenges and things like that. You know, when she turned five, that's when empowerment, like God really showed me, like, wow, this is amazing. Because I had I had a moment to look back at all the things that I had gone through with her and now I'm in a place of empowerment to empower other people, you know. So that's where Brave came from, honestly. Um, and then I wrote my book, The Brave Life, What to Do When Life Knocks the Faith Out of You, because clearly it had. Um, and, and, and God started beginning to speak to me about faith and how faith and being brave goes hand in hand. You know, a lot of times when, we, when, when people say, oh, you, you know, you, especially if you're, if you're Christian, you know, you know, you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Right, yeah, right. that sounds good. That sounds good. But how about walking in faith? How about walking mm-hmm. with faith? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's totally different about walk by faith and not by sight because, honestly, a lot of people say that, but they are still walking by sight. Because Absolutely. And I'll give you, I'll give you a really, really quick testimony. <clears throat> me moving here to Atlanta was a radical faith move. God told me to move to Atlanta in July. Actually, he'd been telling me to move to Atlanta, and I've been, like, dubbing him, like, God – Nah. Um, so he finally was like, all right, so you going to go or not? Because you ain't got nowhere to go here in New York, so you have no choice. So I said, okay, you know, God, I'm going to go. He told me in July to move to Atlanta. I said, okay, God, when am I going? He said September. I'm like, Lord, that's like tomorrow. And so um, <laughs> I was like, okay. So, you know, I got myself together, and he told me not to tell anybody until he gave me further instructions. So when I got further instructions, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start telling people, you know, start saying bye to people, whatever, whatever. What did Shakima do? I li- I'm walking by faith. I'm going to Atlanta. This is where God told me to go. 
But Takima started planning out her money. All right, I'm going to work this. I'm going to go to my job. I'm going to work for, like, a couple of a weeks. I'm going to get that check, and then I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to get that check, and I'm going to get these clients, and they're going to pay me this, and I'm going to set up these clients so they can do this. I, was, I had it all figured out. I got to Atlanta, and then I got me an apartment. I already I paid, like, half of my fees. I, I had it all done. Got to Atlanta. The check for my job didn't come. They messed up my check. They took it back. My clients didn't pay their invoices. I was in Atlanta with two suitcases and a kid. Wow. Nowhere to go. Wow. Nowhere to go. Who looks stupid? This girl. So I'm in the airport crying like, God, you sent me here. This is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm calling people. And I'm like, God, you got me out here looking like Nebuchadnezzar, crazy with long fingernails and hair. Like, this, like I was going off. Like, Lord, this, you can't be doing stuff like this to people. You can't be having people to do stuff and then having them look crazy. This ain't right. Okay. So graciously, my new pastor's, that are here, they're like, you know, just come to the house or whatever. So I'm like, well, I'm going to only be there for two weeks because I got this other apartment set up. Let me go here. Da, da, da. <laughs> that apartment fell through. Went to another apartment. That apartment fell through. I said, well, God. Then my mentor in New York is like, Kima, you know, you really need to pray. And I'm like, God, what you want me to do? This is ridiculous. I was like, God, I need to hear from you. What do you want me to do? And God was like, I need you to surrender. And I'm, like, looking at God like, Lord, if you tell me to surrender one more time, we're going to have issues because I think I surrendered everything. I'm already here, okay? Like, come on. So long story short, um, I started reading, and I'm, like, praying about what this surrender mean. I, I went downstairs, talked to my pastor. He told me, gave me some advice and stuff, so I'm praying and praying. I ended up getting um, an assignment with an interior design company here, one of the top interior design companies here in Atlanta. So I ended up working with one of the um, the designers at a wedding. That night, she invited me to come back to her apartment to have, you know, to just to hang out, you know, and just relax from the day. So I was like, no, I probably shouldn't. I should just go. And something was like, no, go. I said, all right, I'll have a glass of wine, and I'm out. And so we're talking, and I'm talking to her, talking to her partner, um, who, because um, it's two of them that owns the company, and they interviewed me on the spot for operations manager position. Wow. I said, what? So that was Sunday. By Tuesday, I had two other clients for my own business. Every week since then, I've been getting clients, every week. Amazing. So when invoices come in, I'm still able to put money aside. I'm, I'm, I just reached out to, to get more information about building up my credit again so that when I get a, an apartment, I can get into whatever apartment, you know, so, you mm-hmm. know, so I'll be in a better position. And I was like, wow, God. So God not only wanted me to come here, he wanted me to learn some things before I started to just hit the ground running. Because, you know, I'm in New York. I'm like, all right, I'm here. Let me get my stuff. I was like, no, 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 chill. I need Absolutely. you to chill, and I need you. I need you to put some things in place because where I'm taking you, you gonna need some stuff set up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm able to be under the covering of my pastors, under literally the covering of the blood of Christ. You know what I'm saying? God really set me up. He really set me up, and that just goes to show that living by faith and living the brave life is being radical, even when your situation is crazy. Even when Absolutely. this situation looks like you are going to be in the dump forever, you got to say to yourself, this is not my life. This is only a 
pass through of where I'm going. And living the brave life is not just, you know, I'm brave and I'm courageous. No, it's about taking yourself by the by the bootstraps and saying, I'm gonna ride this storm out until I see the the sky clearing. And not hiding out, not getting down on yourself, but really taking the time to say, I'm gonna do whatever is necessary to get to where I need to go, no matter how painful, no matter how hard and no matter how much time it takes. And understand what you're really going through. Because Absolutely. there is a lesson in every storm. There is a lesson in every situation, in every chaotic situation you find yourself in. Absolutely. And, and that can be hard to and, and that can be hard to distinguish, you know, because sometimes we go through so many trials or obstacles. We're sitting back mm-hmm. and we're thinking, why? Why am I going through this? I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm being faithful mm-hmm. to X, Y, and Z, and I'm being devoted. I'm being committed and, you know, and, and all of these things. And so we wonder why what we have, you know, in our mindset, you know, why isn't things going this way? And why are things going in another direction? And we have to sit right. back and 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 embrace those moments and realize it is for a purpose because you have to think if everybody got to a from a to z the same way <laughs> you know right. where you know where is the learning lesson in that you know so everybody's journey is not going to be the same everybody's journey is not exactly. going to be swift and easy you know so we we truly have to you know just embrace those moments um continuously because they Absolutely. happen periodically uh throughout life and so uh what i want to do you guys i want to take um a short break uh but we're going to come back and uh we're going to hear Sakina's definition of what a self-assured woman is uh she's also going to let you guys know uh, where you can go to um, purchase her other books as well and how you can um, be uh, take advantage of her services that she offers as well um, through Brave and all of those great things. And don't forget, if you got questions or comments, uh, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Um, if you're online already, uh, you go ahead and press 1, and I'll bring you in so you can join the conversation. Or you can also feel free to send those questions to me on Facebook at Bianca Fly, and I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the air tonight, you guys. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back uh, with more Takima House, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Every now and then I feel a creeping through my memories And I wonder Does she ever think about me? She's got my emotions feeling a little perplexed All because she left She's got me feeling like I'm undeserving Like I'm unworthy of knowing a mother's love 
But I knew. I knew the moment he ejaculated me into her womb that it was way too soon. That she wasn't ready yet to be the woman I needed her to be. So sometimes, I try not to question why she parted with her unmature seed. She couldn't watch me grow, had no time to sow her love into me. She walked away and never looked back because for her, for her I was a harsh reality. But I still wonder, does she ever think about me? On that one day a year, does my birth bleed through her and disturb her sanctuary? Or is the situation quite contrary? And she feels tranquility because she thinks she did the best by me. When she when she reads the paper and kids are found dead in the street, does it ever occur to her that that might have been me? Does she play along with the fantasy that I am a motherless child? Does she accept the fact that she wasn't around? And I, I think to myself, how can she live with what she did? I feel a little jealous sometimes, wondering, does she have more kids? I ponder the thought, did she keep them? Which brings me to question myself and ask, was it something that I did? But then I stopped because I knew it was way too soon, the moment he ejaculated me into her womb, that she wasn't ready to be the woman I needed her to be. So I remain a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child alone way from home a There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz, soul, and funk. Topped off with the lyrical precision of the spoken one, Mr. Arrestus Aday.
lyrical soul. The album Existence will be everywhere January 20th, 2018. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And uh, tonight, you guys, we are joined by Arthur Sakima Howes, you guys. And, uh, man, what a phenomenal show uh, this has been this evening. And uh, we got a lot of folks on the line listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys for taking the time and making time uh, to join us and listen to our awesome guests over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show this evening. And so, Sakima, of course, have to ask, what is your definition after all of the things that you you have experienced, um, the things you went through, the, the growing pains, what is your definition of a self-assured woman? A self-assured woman, to me, is a woman who knows who she is in spite of what she's been through. And when I say that, I mean a self-assured woman knows that she is bold, obviously, that she can do whatever it is that she puts her mind to do, no matter what anyone says. A self-assured woman is resilient. She knows how to bounce back from adversity. She knows how to jump those hurdles. She knows how to not allow her circumstances to dictate her, her destiny. She's mm. authentic. A self-assured woman is authentic. She knows who she is, and she doesn't try to be a carbon copy of anyone else because she's good enough. She's actually great enough. She's actually awesome. And she knows that about herself, not in arrogance, but just in confidence that who she is is, mm-hmm. is amazing. You know, a self-assured woman is also victorious in anything that she does, everything that she does, and she's also empowered. She doesn't take what she does and how she lives her life for granted. She's not selfish with it, but she empowers other people to live their best life. So obviously we know that a self-assured woman is a brave woman, but she also knows who she is, loves who she is, and loves to share who she is with people. Absolutely, absolutely. For you um, and, and for the, the women out here who have been okay. listening tonight and those who will listen to this broadcast, um, as you have talked about um, your journey in, in being in foster care and, and your relationship uh, with your mother and, and mo- what motherhood um, has been like thus far for you. What would be your words of advice to those women out here who are not sure where they're headed? You know, they're not sure if they should take that 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 leap of faith and and relocate or go to that new job or, you know, become that full time entrepreneur. What would what, what mm-hmm. would Takima's words of advice be to those women? Well, my word of advice is if you don't have a relationship with God, um, that's, for me, that's essential. 
But in general, if you do or do not, um, the same rules apply. Know what you, what it is that you want to do and be sure of that. And if you're not sure of that, figure out what it is that you love to do and what you would like to do and figure out how to, the steps on how to get there. Because in order for you to do anything and in order for you to take any step forward, you have to know a little something about who you are. And if you're not focusing on yourself because you're busy focusing on other things, a person, things like that, you have to get selfish. You know, that's something that I had to do. I had to get selfish. And not mm-hmm. selfish where you don't care about nobody else, but selfish right. enough to, to understand who you are yeah. and what you yeah. are meant to do and what it is that you want to do. Because as, cause you said it before, like, as a mom, one, I'm a woman first before I'm a mother. A mother is right. just a role that I have, but I'm a woman. You know, and that's what fueled me to continue to live the dreams that I had and what I feel like God put me on this earth to do because I had to tell, I had to really teach myself Takima before you had Victoria, you were still Takima, you know? So that's number one, understand who you are as a woman and what you want out of life. And then allow yourself to be selfish enough to teach and train yourself how to, Mm. the steps on how to do that. And if you don't know how, find out who can help you and solicit their help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help because Absolutely. it's all about you and your development. And let me tell you something. If you're a mom and you want to pursue your dream, let me tell you, you have to. Even if it doesn't work out the way you think it should or you want it to, you owe it to yourself because you're going to end up regretting your kids, thinking that they stopped you, and it's re- it really wasn't them. It was you. Right. You have Absolutely. to do it for yourself, you know. Um and just and just find and and the biggest thing I would say to mothers who want to pursue the, their dreams of you know getting that job or going back to school because I did that as well you know get you a village when that saying that says it takes a village to raise a child mm-hmm. it really does mm-hmm. I have an incredible village incredible I have an incredible village in New York I have an incredible village here in Atlanta and that's one of the things I prayed for I prayed that God would give me a village if he was moving me somewhere I knew I needed a village that was going to help me to continue to live the life that he decided that he wanted me to live you know and he gave me that having a village as a mom especially as a single mom a single woman who's also a mother that is essential you have to have a village so begin to ask and really seek out who who are your village people because that is how you can achieve anything that you want as a mom. So that's what I Absolutely. Say. Absolutely. And speaking of getting the help that you need, um, tell the folks out here how they can uh, become a part of the brave life. How can they connect with you um, and the services that you offer? Okay. So um, I'm actually developing something more tangible that people can have for the okay. brave life. So stay tuned for that. Um, but you okay. can connect with me um, if you want to um, just know more about me or you're interested in writing a book and sharing your story or you have a book and you've already written it and you're like, I want to go to the next level. I want to take my book, you know, beyond the book. Um, that is my signature program that I have right now. Actually, I'm doing my last session next week so if you want to get in you can totally get in now um if you want to know more information about that um you can uh, go to bit bit.ly b, bit.ly forward slash um 
Beyond, capital B, Beyond, capital T, the, capital B, book, mini, capital M, and then the rest of the word. So all in one, bit.ly, Beyond the Book, mini, and get on my calendar and we can have that conversation. Um, Whether you want to write a book, go beyond the book, we can do that. Um, Also, for The Brave Life, I basically, I do a lot of like, well, I don't do a lot at this moment, but I'm getting back on. Um, doing my Facebook lives, talking about being brave. I'm actually going to be doing a live tonight, so you can connect with Wonderful. me on Facebook at Takima House. Yep, um, on Facebook and also on Instagram at Takima H Rice. Um, also, I forgot to mention, um, as a part of what I do as far as my writing, um, I have a content development company. Well, it's actually an instructional design content development company. So basically, I create curriculums, workbooks. Um, and worksheets for business owners and entrepreneurs. So if you want to get that, get something done for your company, or you're thinking about a training program that you want to put together, you need some help, definitely contact me. um, Bold Creatives is what my company name is called. Bold Creatives will definitely be um, open and willing and ready to help you. So you can still go to the BIT link um, for that. And my books, Um, I can give you the special that I had a while back, um, but I'll definitely honor the people that are listening. You can get both my books for $25 at bit.ly, BRAVE, all caps, PURSUIT24. Um, So I know that's a lot of links I just gave, but I'll I'll see how I can can send you the links. uh, Bianca and I can, you know, you can okay. put that in. I will definitely share. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely so. will share that. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> as far as um, people connecting with you on social media, how can they go about doing that as well? Okay. So on Facebook, I'm at Takima House, just my name, T A K I M A, last name H O W Z E. On on Facebook, on Instagram, and Periscope, it's Takima T A K I M A H. Right, W-R-I-T-E-S. So both on Instagram and Periscope is Takima H. Right. Um, wonderful, so yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, it has definitely been a pleasure having you on the show this evening. And, you know, Thank you so um, much. I think that... Um, your journey, uh, your journey was definitely designed for a reason because it brought you to where you are now. And, uh, I am glad to see it and I'm looking forward, uh, to seeing more from you. Uh, make sure you guys go and purchase, um, a woman's journey to self-assurance. And I have to ask, I know that you've already, this is your um, fourth book. Um, so, uh, 2018's right around the corner. Uh, what do we expect uh, from Shakima House? I know we're going to be expecting Ooh. some goodies in 2018. So uh, give us well, a little a little snippet if you can. A little snippet? Okay. Uh, I might give y'all a little sneak peek, a little exclusive. exclusive, exclusive. Um, so, yeah. So um, one of the things that I'm definitely working on um, is my um, writing platform. Um, and I did. I forgot to mention that for my writing clients, they um, have one of my clients named me the Lit Doula, um, which I love. I love that name. Um, as a writing development coach, she they one of them was like, "You're like a, a doula, like a Lit Doula." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I love that." So, um, so I'm building that out, you know. Um, so a lot of the courses that I do um, is uh, gonna have Lit 
and obviously lit is not, you know, like the term lit, but lit it stands for literature, in case someone was wondering. Um, so basically, um, I'm building that out. So in 2018, um, you are going to be able to become a part of the Lit Lab. And the Lit Lab is basically a writing lab for people who want to write and they want to expand their, their craft and they want to grow their craft. And in the Lit Lab, you'll be able to, to write. That's the primary thing. But you'll also learn about the writing journey and what that means and what that takes and things like that. I did a live workshop in New York City, but I'm taking it virtual so that people can become a part of that. I'm building that out. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm also also building out the Lit Academy. And the Lit Academy is basically two different ways you can work with me. I'll be doing a lot of, like, group things, but also building out how I teach, um, uh, how I coach people that want to write and take their book to the next level. Okay. And there might be a writing retreat coming in 2018. I don't want to really (laughs) give away any details, details yet, but there might be a lit retreat happening. So stay tuned for that. And then there's one more thing that I can't really talk on, but um, I just want to say get your coins ready because something else is coming. So I'm really excited. You guys heard it first. Uh, yes. Over here on the beautiful oh, butterfly first. show, so yes. we are going to be uh, looking out uh, for those things, and we have a lot of um, folks from Atlanta. So Atlanta, Pete, go and connect with her. Um, 2018 is right around the corner. Make th- some great things happen yes. um, all around, and so Zakima, it's definitely been a pleasure uh, having you yes, on the show this so evening, much. and uh, oh, thanks just for taking the time. I, I know being a mom, being yes. an entrepreneur, uh, is a juggling act all in itself. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, so I, I definitely thank you the time to come on here and uh, make sure you guys go and purchase a woman's journey to self assurance um, and yes. support these awesome, awesome ladies who have um, poured poured themselves into this book um, to to bring you guys a wonderful, wonderful project. And so um, yes. also, uh, Sakima, tell the folks where they can go <laughs> to purchase um, the book. Oh, um, I oh my goodness! Oh, you can go to www.journeytoselfassurance.com. Praise God, I remembered because <laughs> I was like, I think there's a link, and I was like, no, it's actually just the whole website. Um, yeah, so it's www.journeytoselfassurance.com, and then you can scroll down and click on my picture if you want to purchase from me, and I can autograph your book for you, um, and it'll Wonderful. be sent to you that way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Once again, you guys make sure you go uh, support her and connect uh, with Sakima House as well on social media. Yes, uh, you never I know uh, what may what may come of those connections. So once again, thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much for joining thank us. And you, I definitely um, hope that you'll come back and visit with me uh, in 2018. <laughs> I will. I will. You'll, you'll get all of my exclusives. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you have a great uh, rest of your evening and weekend. And I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay, good. Thank you so much, Bianca. You're welcome. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night, guys. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. All right, you guys, that was author Takima House. Uh, make sure you guys go and connect with her on social media. Make sure you guys um, head on over to um, A Woman's uh, Journey to Self-Assurance. 
um, dot com to purchase this book. Um, also available on uh, Amazon as well. Uh, make sure you go and support these wonderful ladies who've been a part of this project. And, of course, you guys know, uh, coming up next Tuesday, we're going to continue the party. Uh, we got Candy Posey. She's coming on. Uh, she is also another um, co-author on The Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance. And she is the owner uh, and CEO of um, Chocolate and Spice, you guys, and uh, founder of Beyond Yesterday and Kingdom Dolls. So she's going to be joining us this coming Tuesday, um, November 14th. At 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, as you guys know, it is uh, Veterans Day weekend coming up. So to all of our supporters uh, who are veterans, we definitely thank you. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our heart for um, doing your service um, to protect. Uh, this 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 country, and uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings and opinions on the way this uh, country is going in a direction. But hey, we got to stay faithful um, and stay true to ourselves, you guys. And so uh, we definitely appreciate um, those veterans uh, who are supporters of the show as well. And so with that said, you guys, uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I hope that you guys uh, will catch up and tune in with us again. Uh, coming up uh, next week. Uh, we would love to have you be a part of our show. We want to thank everybody who took the time out this evening uh, to join us, uh, to support uh, Sakima House here on the show because we know uh, support. Uh, support is what makes things even better and makes us grow even abundantly. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I hope you guys have an incredible uh, rest of um, your weekend and your evening. And I am B. Fly, and I'll see you again next week. Have a good one.
the Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.